Hi there, ladies and gents. It's Dan here from Adventure More UK. Love to see you again. Uh, this week on my Adventure More uh, Catch on the Flipside podcast, I have a team building expert, a motivational speaker, and most importantly, the US Navy SEAL veteran, it's Mr. Ray Cash Care. Hey, brother. How are you, my friend? Good, man. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I'm honored to be on. Uh, I was telling you earlier, I feel like a little bitch. I, I thought I had the man beard, but. Uh, <laughs> Coming out of the gate, I gotta go borrow Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top or someone's beard to match you. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely get now. Yeah. Powered. Good to meet you. No, no, it's good. Um, I was gonna say, are you are you allowed the beard? As in, would the wife let you? Or not too long? No, that's the thing. I no. have I have rules. You know, she like when I used to work in Afghanistan and Iraq, I'd come back with a big beard. You know, I'm not gonna yeah, lie, yeah. my wife would be like, "You get one ride, and that shit's gotta come off." So it came <laughs> off quick, man. It came off quick. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah. yeah, so first of all, I want to talk about is obviously, as I mentioned, you're a U.S. Navy SEAL veteran. Um, yeah. But I just want to talk about sort of up until that point, so sort of pre-military. Like, what what was life like for you? Uh Baltimore native. Uh, you know, I'm I'm 48 years old. I'll be 49 in March. Uh, grew up from a split okay. family. Uh, I, my parents kind of used to, uh, I used to, you know, I guess the 50, 50 custody or whatever, they were divorced at a young age. Uh, I guess they were, um, I, I know I don't ever have a, a recollection of them being together. Uh, growing up, I ended up living with my father. I don't know how that happened, but, uh, he was actually murdered when I was 11. Okay. Uh, and then I had to go live with my mother who I don't, you know, I mean, obviously, I don't think she was ready for that. She was married to someone else. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot of life lessons and lessons learned the hard fucking way. And, you know, I don't, you know, not like a boohoo, poor me, but I grew up, uh, I grew up rough. I didn't grow up loved a whole lot. And then uh, just, you know, my whole mindset is, you know, attack the hill is, you know, I'm going to stop. You can stop bad traditions and create new ones. So, and that's what I'm trying to do with, you know, helping the world out right now, just being better fucking human beings, just because you got shit on doesn't mean you yep. have to shit on other people. So that's kind of what I do. You know, I, the power of positivity, but I'm human, man. There's days I don't want to fucking get up and get out of bed. And, you know, yeah, I yeah, you know everybody's like, come on. I'm like, yeah, man. You know, there's days that my wife will call me a little bitch. And, you know, it's, that's why I love my wife so much. Cause she's the first one to call me out. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I'm just going to keep helping people to the day I die. Yeah, absolutely. So when you was that age, sort of when you say when your uh, father got murdered at 11, did yep. w- w- did you have an idea then that, that you wanted to join the military? Or is that something no that fucking, came later? No fucking clue. No clue. No, you, didn't, uh, you had no idea. I had no clue I would do it. 11 years old, only thing I knew was I was angry and I asked, you know, I kept asking why, why, why? But I didn't really, military thing didn't happen to me. Funny thing, I, I, I coach you know, I have clients all around the world and I was 19 years old coming back from a bar. It's funny. Cause I can't remember what I had for, you know, what I had for breakfast two months ago, but I can remember being 19 years old, coming back from a bar. It was a cold night. I remember looking in the mirror and I did what I call now. It's my self-reflection drill where I tell people 99% of the world's fucking problems can be solved by looking in the mirror and changing what you see. When I looked in the mirror that night, I was drunk, you know, I was intoxicated. God only knows what I was smoking or what I was doing. And when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see the reflection of me, a 19 year old kid. I saw my father who was murdered when I was 11. And right then and there, that's where I came up with, you know, my, the four F bombs that I live by. And I just started wanting to be a better human being. And that's where the military came in to play. And, you know, and even when I joined the military, you know, I, I didn't score well on ASVABs. I'm not real smart with book studies. You know, it doesn't mean I'm, you know, people yeah. are intelligent, but just in different ways. Um, and even when I went there, you know, I was, I didn't, Navy SEAL, I had no clue what it was. I was looking here. I looked in the Air Force first. They're like, you don't have aptitude test. So I went to the Navy and I saw this fucking pamphlet for Navy SEALs. And I was like, dude, I want to do that. That looks, that was the hardest thing in the world to do. It's like, I need that. That's what I need. You know, I didn't want it. I needed it. And the recruiter, I mean, the recruiters are the ones that are supposed to sell you. He was like, yeah, you'll never make that. And oh, I was like, yeah, really? Shit. And that's where I kind of stemmed off with the, you know, from the attack the hill we'll talk about. But and I have an internal dialect, which is no offense. And it's fuck it. Fuck you. But I say that to myself, like, fuck it, man. I can do this. Fuck you to myself. Yeah, you yeah. can, you know, 
Yeah. And I just did it, you know, I mean, and it wasn't easy. You had to, I had to retake, I didn't have the scores to become a Navy SEAL, but I joined the Navy anyway, knowing that I was going to be a SEAL. You have to take this aptitude test. It's uh, the ASVAB and you have to get combined scores on things. And the, the, the moral to the story of this is never give up on yourself. You know, I took it the first time, bombed it. They said, Hey, you can take it again in like six months or a, I think it was a year later. I took it again and you have to have two, two uh, like mathematics and math, some type of mathematics and a mechanical s together. They have to combine a certain score. Second time yeah. I took it, I missed it by one fucking point. Everybody told me to give up. Everybody told me to quit. And I just said, fuck it, fuck you, I'm not. But what I did different was is I asked for external help, right? Before I just was reading. So then yep. I, I reached out to my command and said, listen, I'm not giving up. This is my dream. I have to do this. Luckily, I was a squared away guy and they liked me and they supported me and I took some classes. Uh, true story. Uh, and this is what I love. And I, to this day, I still don't know. I love telling the story. I have to give him credit. Gentleman by the name of YN1 Conklin. I was just like a E1 or two. He was an E6. Okay. And the third time that I took it, he was helping me. I remember he was sitting in his desk and he was reading a paper. You know, and I'm standing there, you know, and just hanging out. And he's like, how do you think he did? He doesn't even look up at me. I said, I don't know. I'm scared shitless. And it was just like this pause. It felt like it went on forever. And he goes, you passed. And the first thing I did was I went, what's my score? And he, just, I, I'll never forget this. He looked up at me and he goes, Ray, it doesn't matter what your score is. It matters what you do with your life now. Until this day, he still won't tell me what I got. Obviously, I uh, probably just squeak fucking by. But you yeah, know what? Yeah. That's all I needed. So I owe it all to him. You know, I always, everybody's like, oh, it's on you. But him not telling me, and hit by him not telling me and then telling me that is, I think, what my fuel was, right? Because yeah, yeah. I always used to try to do things to prove people wrong. He's the one guy that told me you need to do things to prove yourself right. And I did, man. I, I yeah. took it and ran with it. Fuck that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that is actually, I was going to say, that is one of my sayings. So I normally work with children sort of pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. And I've said yeah. this on a previous podcast is don't always go out there to prove people wrong or prove people wrong. You prove yourself right. Because end yeah. of the day, you got to look after yourself. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, brother. It's, um, it, you know, it, you know people, yep, I love it. People yeah. always ask, you know, the why. What's your why? You know, you know, bottom line, what keeps me up at night is the fear of being average. And what's my why? Me. I, my mm -hmm. why is me. I want to be the best version of me so I can be the best father, the best husband. Everybody's yeah. whys are always your kids. And that's great. But you're not going to be a great father just because you have kids. You have to be a great father because you're a great father. Yeah, you yeah. believe in yourself and you, you know, you're doing everything you need to. So I've kind of, as I've gotten older, I've changed, you know, what my why is. I used to, my why used to be everything else. Now my why is me because once I, that's why I have the company conquer, you know, the seven points. Once yeah. I focus on me, right. Focus on you, then focus on the few. And that's what I do. And that's why I'm becoming successful is because my world's very small. And I, all yeah. I want to do is make myself and the people in my world as successful as we can be. And success is not about money. People piss me off. Success yeah, it's not. is helping others it's help not. themselves, right? Help yep. other people be better. So that's what I do. And that's what I'm going to continue yep. to do. And yeah, I love it. End, end of the day, when, you know, when we get to an age where, you know, we're all six feet under, no one's going to give a shit like how much money you had or, or. Can't what, take that shit to the it, fucking it, grave, brother. Exactly. Right. It, it don't matter. It don't matter if you had a, you know, a, a thousand pound or thousand sorry a million dollar supercar or whatever it is yep we all end up in the same place um, and everybody i saw that has money that dies everybody that loves each other fights over it. you know what when i die yeah, yeah. i've got whoever is left in my they're getting there that's it that's it i ain't gonna have a lot i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna burn it all down and have fun with it, man. like I'm <laughs> yeah gonna, don't blame I'm you spend it on my grandkids i'm gonna spend yep. it on vacations I'm going to spend it on getting Viagra so I can still have sex with my wife. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I just, I want to have fun yeah, yeah. with it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just want to, like, it's funny when you were saying about when people say you, uh, you couldn't do uh, the Navy SEAL, like you didn't have the, the right yeah. aptitude. Um, that's, when I, yeah, that's for all of them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like when I joined the military here in the UK, so I joined the British Army, mm -hmm. um, uh, I have a medical condition where, it's called Halix valgus. It's a, it's basically a condition with my bone in my feet where the, the they point in a weird direction. They look a bit weird, mm -hmm. I'll be honest. Um, and I was told at the time, 
uh, I was 16 years old when I joined and they said, look, unfortunately you can't join the military. You know, you've got this condition, it's going to affect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not going to happen. So obviously I, I was kind of like the opposite of you. Like I, I basically wanted to join the army ever since I was like a little kid. I used to play around with, we used to have action men like GI Joes mm-hmm. used to chuck them out the window with carrier bags attached to them. And, you know, we'd put like string outside the window down into the garden neck it into like a little yeah. zip, zip line and that's all i wanted ever to do and to someone to tell me that i couldn't do it i was the same i was like well i'm gonna prove you wrong at the time pisses me off when people tell me i does. can't do something guess the thing who exactly. the fuck are you to tell me what i you don't know me that's yeah, what i exactly. tell people like my daughter when she first started gymnastics she's like a four-time state champion daddy i can't i'm like can't is my favorite word because you take that apostrophe and that t off and you got ken you yep. can, baby. You just have to, like, family, fitness, finance, and faith. Faith is the ability to believe in yourself. You have to believe to achieve. She's crushing it now, you know, and that's yeah. what it's about, man. Just like you, you believed in yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. And like I said, I, I was told by about so, however, a handful of doctors, military and civilian doctors, that I could not join the military. At the time, I was I was a top sort of 20, 30, 40 uh in the country in the uk of uh long distance running uh for my age oh, wow. group yeah so i was a lot small, smaller than i am now um and yeah i was i was a i was a pretty skinny kid so everyone was like oh you're not gonna do it and obviously i had to appeal a lot of different things and eventually i ended up joining and i did eight years in the military um and doing a lot you know did tours of afghan and iraq i'm sure like yourself um but I just want to go back to, obviously, I don't want to talk about myself. It's obviously, we want to talk about you. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. So, so the first two years uh, you actually spent in the Navy, didn't you? Or did you join a particular uh, trade as such in the, in the Navy before you went into the SEALs? Nope. Literally. No. I, I went undesignated. I was a fucking boatswain mate. I was a decade. I yeah, did yeah. the basic job there was. But what was so unique is in the Navy, you have shore duty yep. and you have sea duty. I went to something called neutral duty. I didn't even know what the fuck it was. I literally went out on a boat during the day and came back at night and it it was awesome. And what I realized about the regular military is it like Forrest Gump, right? Just do what you're told. Yep. I live, I've always lived by this motto in, in the military helped me. Like I always keep my uniforms clean because I have pride in what I do. And I live by this motto and this is what I tell all the listeners, right? If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, your ass should be fucking fired. And what yep, I realized yep. is a lot of people in the military, they just wanted to collect their paycheck. That's not what I did, man. I, it's, if I wanted to just collect the paycheck, I work at fucking McDonald's. I wanted to make something of myself and I had a goal. And a lot of people, when they go in the military, right? I mean, I was going down a dark path, but I was like, this is a new fucking start. You know, I can, no one knows me here. No one knows that I'm a fuck up. Nobody knows that I used to do drugs and I was an alcoholic and my dad was abused. I can just come in and be just a good human being and just PTFO, right? I, I talk, yep. put the fuck out. Yeah. Put the fuck out. And, you know, they say cream rises to the top, man. It didn't take me long. I mean, me and another guy, you know, we were E1s and 2s living in E5 barracks when everybody else was in the bunks because just so happened one day there was a man that needed some help. We were all sitting around. All sitting around. Yeah, nothing. nothing. We didn't have cars. And this guy, his name was Petty Officer Edwards. No one knew who he was. It was like, hey, can anybody help me offload this wood? And everybody's like, Psh, we're not working. I was like, yeah, I'll help you. Me and my buddy Mike were like, we're not doing anything. And we <laughs> helped them for a couple hours. And then, and I don't know how it works over where you're at, but in the regular Navy, you have like mess cranking duty, which is like three months of shit work, working in the kitchen. You know, you just got to pay yeah. your dues. And everybody got orders to check in at all these hor- horrible places. And me and Mike, like it was like 0330. And we got things at like 0700 Petty Officer Edwards's office. We didn't even know the fuck he was. And we show up and it happens to be that guy. And he's like, just want to let you guys know for the next three months, you're going to be working for me doing construction and stuff, which we had construction backgrounds. He knew I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. And he's just like, listen, this is how it works. Workday starts at eight o'clock here. You're going to be in the gym early and done with your PTs and I'll check in with you. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, you didn't say yes, sir. Yes, Petty Officer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We crushed it. Like what everybody else was fucking miserable. I mean, we worked, we worked hard hours, but we worked with all these people and like in two months they moved us down with 
like senior guys and we it was me and my buddy Mike we shared a room together instead of having like 10 people in a room and there were like four rooms you know where the E5s had their own rooms and all we had to do is we had a common little TV and thing and our job was just to keep it clean and we were like roger that right roger that and we were old enough for beer so we'd keep it stacked with beer and stuff and they loved us man we were just we were just like their little maids and we didn't care we were living large so my point to this is is I talk about the team mentality, trust, effort, attitude, mission. If you want to be a part of an amazing team, starting with yourself, you got to trust in yourself and trust in others. Effort, I don't believe in 100%. Give it all you got and then give it more. But this is the biggest lesson I've learned. Attitude. A good attitude will open doors and a shitty attitude will close doors right in your face. Yeah. And then the M, the M is just mission. What is your mission? It should be growth. Mental, physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and financial growth. I put financial last because it's the least of my worries. Yeah. I need yep. to be a better human being. And when you become the best, the best version of you, you can be the money will come. And that's what I'm seeing now because I've just recalibrated my life and what's important, right? Priorities change as you get older. And you know, I used to be Ray cash care, the savage. I still am, but Ray cash care now, man, is the guy that just wants to sit, sit at home at night with his wife and watch the fucking Mandalorian. That's it. That's yep. all I want to do. <laughs> and I'm happy with that. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Um, so uh, I just want to like talk about your buds training. Like, obviously, you, you went obviously yeah. and spent. You said you went and did basically a neutral job for the first however long it was. Two years, what, yep. Yeah, for two years. Uh, what, at what point did you fancy obviously going to uh, well applying for the, the going towards your buds training? So what did I like about uh, buds got, training? Yeah. So I mean, at what point did you go towards your buds training? Like you said, after two years, what's what's like the process you went through? Oh, well, shit. Well, the hardest part for me was just passing the damn, the test, mm. the written test. Yeah. All I did was just like, literally, we didn't have all these videos and stuff. All they said was you're going to run, swim, do push-ups, pull-ups, and sit-ups. Mm. Okay. So for two years, I well, for a year, I busted my ass doing that. And then I applied to go to a dive locker as a mud pup, which is pretty much your job is just to out-PT everybody. Yeah. And they select you out of... Like, I think it was 50 guys in the state. I, I won. I got it. And I was right there. And the thing is, is I, I busted my ass. And the difference between me and a lot of guys that didn't make it, right? 138 of us started. Only 16 original made it. Yeah. I tell people, there's people that want to be Navy SEALs. Like, I want to be a Navy SEAL. That's great. You know, I want a dick that's 12, inch, uh, 12 inches big, but I ain't got one. Yeah. But yeah. I need, right? I need to take care of my family. I need to provide for my family. I needed to be a Navy SEAL. And I, so I trained harder and that's my motto, man. Right. I, I believe that every single human being on the earth has to create an MOL and it's a motto of life. Yep. I make my daughter say it. My wife says it. All my friends say it. All my clients say it. I get up every day and say, be great today. Be a bitch tomorrow. My daughter says I'm a champion. I'm a winner. And what I do is like, I go balls to the walls, man. Balls to the walls with everything I do. Before you got on the phone, I closed two two twelve thousand dollar deals today, yep. and I got another one I'm gonna close today. Making money, working out. All I do is the same thing I did before. I focus on family, fitness, finance, faith. I keep my certain. And you go, you know, what was training like? What was training like? It was fucking hard, mm -hmm. right? They say swim a mile, I'd swim two miles. They say run a mile, I'd run two miles. They say fucking do hundred pushups, I'd do hundred push two hundred pushups. My motto is, I, I still do it. Do more, do less, just do. I just do more. Like yep. when people ask me, how many push-ups do you have to do, Ray? I do all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. your max? All of them. I, I, do, I don't have an answer because I never, people that say my max number is 121 is, is not a real max. It's a number that they did one time and they fucking bombed out on. Yeah, yeah. So when people ask me, what's your max, Bence? What's your, all of it. They're like, it makes no sense. It does if every fucking time you try to max out a weight, you might have a good day. You might have a bad way. As long as you give it all you have, I went from a 400 pound bench to a 380 pound bench. Mm. My max, I don't, it's, I do it all. Yeah. Give that, it your all. Do your all. And that's what I didn't, you know, but Bud's, Bud's training, basic underwater demolition, six months long is a kick in the balls. Yeah. It's a kick. And literally I could just take you every day and kick you in the balls for about 12 hours a day. Right. And that's, there's Bud's training just mentally, physically, emotionally, socially, spiritually. They beat you down. They strip you of everything. You don't know what's up, what's down, what's, you know, what's black, what's white. And you just do as you're told. And a lot of it's just going off of 
whatever that fuel is that fires you, you know? And for me, I just thought of all the people that told me I was a loser and I never make it to anything. And I just do, that's what I do. I reverse engineer everything, man. Yeah. You're a loser. Roger that. Thank you. Keep giving it to me. It's, it's like just, other people get. It's just fuel, isn't it? It's just fuel. That's all it it's is. It's just fuel. And it's, 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 it's nitrous. That's all it, it is. is. It's nitrous and it's free. You know, cause everybody's got, everybody's got a fucking opinion. Yeah. Only thing I want to hear from people is their fucking advice. And what's the difference? Advice is somebody who's been there and done that. An opinion is like me trying to tell you about your feet. I know nothing about your fucking feet. Yep. So me giving you an opinion on that is as useless as having two assholes. It has no relevance in my no. life. No. Don't come at me. Tell people, don't come at me with a fucking, with a uh, opinion. Come to me with a fucking, with advice. Don't come at me with a problem. Come to me with a fucking solution. Yep. It's amazing what people can do when they just take time and they just, you know, decision-making 101, ask, make, take, yeah. right? ask what the problem is, make a decision, take some fucking action. And what the problem with the world is nowadays in this society is, is nobody wants to take action. They're quick to do this, yep. right? But no one's quick to actually roll up their sleeves and get, get their hands dirty. And that's why I'm starting to really climb up the chain with finance, with family, with everything is because I tell people I'm not the, I'm not the smartest, the biggest, the strongest, but you won't fucking outwork me. You won't. No. You won't outwork me. I will outfuck. I'm the guy that walks in the room that outworks the workers. I do it. Yep. That's how I got a job with Bedros Koulian. I mean, the guy's worth like fucking half a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. And he fucking loves me. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, do you, do you now, baby. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you feel that if you hadn't joined the military, that, that your like outlook on life would have been different? I would have been in jail. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been in jail or dead. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Military. I'd, you know, it's funny as I tell everybody, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not against a, a, a college education. I'm not. Yeah. But my thing is, is like some of the most successful people I know, some of the most successful people I know in life that are down there have not gone to college. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've just been guys and gals that have grinded their ass off. You know, um, the military offered me everything I needed. I, if I had my goal, the entire world would do a few years of mandatory service. Yeah. Best fucking thing for me. Yeah. Best fucking thing for me. Going to war, losing people? No, that's not. No, no. But everybody, uh, kids nowadays need fucking structure. Yep. They need discipline, and they need they need to be held accountable and responsible for things. And I will tell you this: the military will do that. Um, some branches more so than other others. You know, like if you're a real shit sandwich, join the marine. They'll fuck you up real quick. Oh yeah, you know? they will. You know, the navy's a little bit more lenient. Getting in the air force is obviously harder with academics, but they, I think they're little more lenient on things but yeah man just uh, anybody in any country i really think the military but it's like anything right it's you're only going to get out of it what you put into it if you just want to go there and do the minimum you're going to be the minimum if you want to go there and be the best I'm, you know navy seals i heard it was the hardest the best i did it yeah is it going to be easy no it's going to be fucking hard because if not that everybody would do it but if you don't have the money you don't have the direction you don't know where you want to be if you can, because I'll tell you right now, it's getting hard to get in the military. Join the fucking military. Three square meals, a paycheck, yeah, medical ex and dental. Exactly. And it, dude, I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And dude, when I started, we were only getting like $300 every two weeks. And I thought I was living fucking large because I wasn't paying for food. I wasn't paying for my fucking place. Oh, I, I remember when I got my first fucking flip phone. I thought I was, I was fucking gangster. <laughs> flip phone. Fucking awesome! Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I, I, obviously, we come from sort of slightly different military sort of uh, experiences, but I, I, I can, I can definitely relate to what you're saying completely. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we, we, like, like you say, you, you join the military. Even nowadays, I know it's a lit. My, my problem is at the moment, and I'm sure it's the same in the states that it is here in the UK. Is it's, I believe it's very PC nowadays. Very politically correct, and I I know what PC means. Yeah, and you're probably talking to one of the most unpolitically correct people on the planet. Yeah. I tell it like it is. Yeah, I'm the people same. People don't want to hear it. No, they don't. They don't. And I'm the same. I, I I've got I, I've got to be careful sometimes because obviously, like I say, when I work with kids, we're living in that sort of millennial generation where, like you say, people don't they just expect things to you know land on their doorstep. <laughs> And that's not, that's not what happens. Like you have to work hard to get where you want to be. You don't. I, I run a father son program with Bedros Koulian with, mm. men, with fathers and sons, 13 to 15. And I mean, I get in their ass, you know, I get in their ass and I tell the dads I'm going to, you know, um, attitudes, 
I'll, I'll fix them real quick. Yeah. I'll fix them real quick. That's what I think a lot of the world needs right now is, you know, back in the day, man, me and you had a problem. We went outside. We, we talked about oh, yeah. it. If that didn't work. We did this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was done with. I remember, you know? I remember when I was in my basic training, my corporal, uh, first thing he ever said to me was when he was in his training, if he had a problem with someone in his platoon or someone, one of the other corporals or whatever it may be, yep. it was only ever two options. Nowadays you go and, you know, paint curb stones, you go and do guard duty. It was two options. You get, you get your, your left or your right. And that was it. Right. That's it. And then it was done with, you know, yep. like, I mean, me, man, I mean, I've, I've given my shares and taken my shares. I mean, I've picked somebody up and I've been picked up before. It's like, are we done? Yeah. I mean, I had a lieutenant knock me on my ass one time. Yeah. I mean, fucking fight. He's like, are we done? I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> and literally, you know, I, I gave it a couple of days and apologized to him, you know, and, but you can't do that nowadays. I no, mean, it was, no. you got a problem. We'll go outside and talk about it. I'm like, yeah, let's go outside and talk about it. Thinking he knocked me square in the fucking chops, dude. Put me right on my ass. Yeah. I didn't even want to get up because he hit me with like his left and he was a righty. He's like, you want more? I'm like, <laughs> no, sir. Can I please go back to work? And he was just like, it's fuck out of here. And I, I nutted up and said, hey, I apologize. I was wrong. And he's like, lesson learned. One day you'll have to do the same thing. And I had that did. Yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, he, he could have probably killed me. He didn't. Thank you. Um, but, you know, men, men had, I just think men have lost what the true definition of honor is, you know, we just have, you know, just putting out for a cause, you know, like getting up, like I love getting up and working and making money for my family, not to make money, but to provide for my family yep. makes me feel great. Other people just want to make money, you know, make and take. I want to make to give, right? Me yep. and my wife, we give to charities, we do things, you know, it, it makes us feel fucking good. Does, does. I love helping people out. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a big thing that I talk about on, on this podcast. And I, I, again, I talk to kids about this is that, End of the day, like I said, we're all going to be in the same place at some point in our lives, uh, obviously six feet under. But, and I've used the same before, but there's an old South African rugby player who mm-hmm. was in the 95 World Cup. Uh, and he basically said, uh, life is not me- uh, measured by years lived, but by memories created. And that is a great, I think that's a, I love that. that's a great saying. Because end of the day, you could live to your thirty years old, but you could still have an amazing. Actually, life. Actually, just wrote that down on my phone. Oh, awesome! I just took a note. That's awesome. what I'm doing. I'm taking notes on. Yeah, you're not the only one taking notes. Taking <laughs> notes yeah, there's because um, like you could look at I don't know. You look at someone like, for instance, I'm a big uh, big fan of Bruce Lee. Like mm-hmm. he died young, pretty young. He was only forty two, I think. Oh, sorry, not forty two. Yeah, he was young. Yeah, but he was in his yeah. He was he was a app. You know, he was a legend in his own right for what he believed in. And I think he, you know, even if he'd have lived to 70, 80 years old, you know, he'd still be doing what he does. But there's a, there's a little thing that I tell kids normally is there's a little uh, poll as such that they go into old people. There was someone who went into an old people's home, like an end-of-life uh, ward, and he said to the people on the ward, look, is there anything you regret doing in life? And basically said, there isn't. No. The only things I regret is the things that I hadn't done, not the things I had done. And that's something that, you know, I, I tell kids all the time. At the end of the day, like you say, we live in this generation and I want to make sure that kids have the best that they can have. Um, now, I feel, I, I've seen uh, a lot of things that you do. Uh, I just want to quickly talk about um so, yeah. first of all, uh, you do obviously you're known to have done lots of uh, lots of sort of TV shows and stuff like that. One of them, mm. one of them, I'd want to talk about quickly is the uh, the Ultimate Hell Week that you did here in the UK. Now, first of all, what I want to say is I want, I want to say a big hello from Danny. Remember Danny Flowers, as you called him. Oh my God, I love yeah. I, you know, I have I still have a shirt. He sent me a shirt with his yeah. face on it. Yeah, really. So I, I, I um, yes. my, one of my previous shows is with, with him. And uh, so he, he just said, I told him that I was going to be speaking to you at some point in, uh, soon. So he told me to say hello. Um, and I was obviously with that, uh, for people who didn't, don't know what it was, it was basically, I think it was 12 days, uh, six different uh, instructors or six different um, branches of the special forces 
Yes. Uh, obviously, you represent in the US Navy SEALs. Um, do you, when you did that, did, I, I, from what I believe, as, a, as again, from a military uh, aspect of it, mm. did you want anyone to pass? Because, you know, that's, that's, that's a tricky question. I, I don't know if I, I'll tell you, I will tell you this from my, from the get go, Woody and I knew Claire was going to be in the top two. Okay. We knew it like Woody has a gift for that. That's why yep. he made her the class leader. I was like, no way. Um, there were like flowers. I knew he, cause if he would be a top runner, I don't know if I wanted people to pass. I just know that I knew there were people that wouldn't represent the quality that I was looking for and I wanted them gone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, I never want anybody to fail. Like yeah. I, I don't have personal vendettas, but I will not drop my fucking standards for anyone. Yeah. That was, you know, they actually, Claire was like, they were trying to pull us back. You know, we have a curriculum and I'm like, I am not going to lessen this. I, yeah. you know, my day that we did the beach, we lost, you know, we, we lost a lot. We lost a lot of people. Mm. Um, I weed out the weak and I weed out the fucking strong. That's what I do. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I definitely think, um, Freddie was great. You know, Freddie, the host, yep. uh, great guy. Um, he thought we were sadistic. Uh, good. Um, <laughs> that's just a, that's just a military the, thing, isn't it? That's just a military. The world needs, the world needs sadistic. We need, they need chaos. They need unorganization. They need to be redlined. You know, they need, that's the thing. People need to be pushed so much fucking harder. They need to be cold. They need to be wet. They need to be uh, tired and sandy. Yep. And I wish we could, that's why I put on these courses now. People need to be pushed because life has made people so damn complacent and comfortable. Yeah. It just pisses me off when I see kids, right? And I, I work with kids too, and I love kids. It breaks my heart when I see a kid that's 12 years old and he's 50 pounds overweight. Yeah. It breaks my heart, right? Because he he's just he's just setting himself up for a life of you know health issues and stuff. That's why I do a lot of these these programs with kids kind of these scared straight where I listen guys fitness, you know, you got to do this guy, do great in school. Um, you know, and who, here's the thing. I hate to be vain about it. Right. But the girl doesn't want the 400 pound kid that's overweight. She wants the guy that takes care of himself yeah, yeah. because it shows discipline, you know, and that's what I tell young men, you know, the best form of discipline is you can have at a young age, respectful to yourself and your parents and your friends, take care of yourself and, 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 and take care of others. That's the best form of discipline. Yeah. That you can have. I also make kids do something that people like were giving me. <gasps> I make kids write their, um, the eulogy right now, okay. right now, 12, like 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. If you were to die right now, I do this with my adult thing too. What would your eulogy say? And people are like, I don't know. What would it say? Did it, was it just going to say that you played video games and you were a jerk to your mom and dad? Yeah. Or is it going to say, you know, Hey, I busted my butt. I did this. I did this to this because you live, there's a dash and you die. And when I, what I speak, and when I speak to the youth, I tell them now is the time. Whether you're 12, 15, or 18, it's never too early or too late to change. I did it at 19. I'm here to teach you to do it earlier. I work with troubled kids. I've worked with prisoners. I've, guys on death row. It doesn't matter. It's Even if you're getting put to death, I mean, I've dealt with this before. You can go out with some style and some grace, right? Make amends with people. Try to do whatever it is you can. Yeah. Be a better fucking human being. And it's contagious. It's really contagious. And people need that, especially now with all this COVID crap going yeah. on and the world shutting down. And I could give you statistic rates, alcohol, drugs, suicide rates are going through the roof. Yeah. Now, instead of all this turmoil that we have, this is where we should be coming together is one. It doesn't matter. You're dealing with the same shit over there as I'm dealing with here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm losing money. Um, I'm losing clients. You know, it's, it's inconvenient trying to take your family out to dinner. Christmas is going to be a fucking nightmare. Pardon my, I don't like to use the word effing with Christmas, but, uh, it's just, but you know what? Find the good. Yeah. Find the good. You're here. You have to. You're here. You have to. And that's all I do with kids, right? I tell kids, kids always tell me I'm a loser. No, you're not. What do you mean, Mr. Ray? The day that your mom and dad conceived you, right? There was conception. Millions of sperm. I tell kids this. And their parents are like, what? <laughs> Millions. We're racing for, for the prize, you made it. You're 12 years old. Your purpose in life is to figure out what that purpose is and why you're here. Kids love it. Yeah. And parents, 
is, is I thought I was going to get like HR complaints. They love it too. They're like, cause I'm not saying when mom F dad and no, everybody is put on this, on this earth for a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. You have to, your job in life is to figure out as a kid, as a child, as a man, as a kid, whatever you are, he, she, shim, I don't care. You have to figure out what your purpose is and be the best version of that you can be bar none. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, that's kind of brings me on to your, your business to conquer. Um, mm, so yeah. is that, so is in, in sort of like basic terms, what, what is it that you do with, with that? Uh, I'll tell you what I do with that. I do a couple different things. So I have three programs that I run with Pedro's Coolian, um, and Conquer's involved in all of them, yep. but we have a father son called the Squire where out in California, we take up to f- 25 fathers and sons. So a total of 50 and we do bonding exercises and we employ uh, incorporate the conquer mindset and everything, right? It's seven points of performance to master you. So each letter stands for something. You shot a gun, you know, there's seven points of performance yep. to shoot a gun, the grip, the stance, the follow through the breathing trigger, all yep. that. All I want to do, the symbolism is, is I want to make you right. When you first start shooting a weapon, you're happy when you hit the, the, the target, yep. right? I want to get that shot group tighter. Yep. The symbolism is, is I just want to make you a better human being so that you can be the expert of whatever it is in your life. Now I have some other, you know, we've done, uh, we have daughters. I've never shot a gun. Well, have you ever made, have you ever made a dessert or a cake for mommy or daddy? Yep. I'm going to give you the ingredients that you need to make the best cake you can. And then once you get the cake to the way you like it, then you start really dialing in doing things that you, you want to do to be better. And I just apply that. We have corporate training where Myself and a Marine, he's a maniac. We go around and we focus on the four pillars of success, teamwork, problem solving, leadership, communication. We focus on the team, trust, effort, attitude, mission. I have all these acronyms, right? Conquer. Life is an acronym. It is. And we just go around and we teach people. We do drills, physical and non-physical drills. And we go around to companies with the conquer mindset. We show them their deficiencies, Let's their weaknesses. And then what we do is, you know, that's, that's great. Well, let's fix it, right? We figured out the problem. Let's show you a solution. And we do that. So we do that and we're doing that right now. It's virtual. And then the big one we do, the Mecca is the project where we take men from all over the world. Yep. We've had men from South Africa, from it. We've had uh, England, we've had New Zealand, everywhere. Yep. And it's 75 hours of literally, it's a physical, mental, and emotional course where you get to live, eat, and train with the SEAL, the, the Marine, the, the empire builder, Mr. Bedros Koulian, yeah. the SWAT operator, and the MMA fighter. And what we're going to do is, is what we what men need. We're going to help you kill that inner bitch, the fear, doubts, frustration, that voice that says, no, I can't, so that you can unleash the beast, the warrior within, the yes, I can, so that you can dominate in your four F-bombs and be the best version of you you want. You want to make more money? Great. That comes last. Focus on being, right, a great father, a great brother, a great cousin, a great whatever. Fitness. Fitness isn't just on the outside. Go to the doctor, get checked up, eat good, right? Eat your vitamins, kids, right? Work out. Push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups. Finance. Finance, you know, learn from people, learn to earn. And then faith, the faith is simply this. Now watch this. We're going to try something here. This is not skid. I want to see this. Maybe it's different in England. Let's try this. Let's see if you've been programmed with you. Okay. All right. I learned this in the CI. I can't say the last word <laughs> when I worked there, but here okay. we go. In England, it could be different. What do you do before you cross the street? Go. Look left and right. All right, you look left and right. Here we say look both ways. Same thing. Yep. Now, question. Do you have a family? Yes, I don't know. yes. Children? No kids, no. Just brother. No kids, okay. Do you know any kids that are between the ages of 5 and 15 in your yep. life? Yep, yep. Okay, good. Now... Were you hit by a car crossing the street as a child? Nope. No. Now, I have two kids too, and they weren't. But if you ask my two kids the same thing, they'll answer the same damn way. Look both ways. Because life is about programming people. Just like my wife taught my daughter, hot, hot with an oven. She didn't burn her hand. Now, let's try one more. Let's see. Let's see how you've been programmed. Here we go. In England, it might be different. I don't know. But in the United States, you can only do two things. You can W or you can L. Yep. That's it. Wing or Ling. What does W stand for? Uh, win. You're damn right. Thank God. What does L stand Lose. for? 
Oh, that's... see, you've been programmed wrong. Uh, it's learn. Oh, I'm not calling no, that's good. Learn. And it's it. So even people go, that's not true, Ray. You lost people on the battlefield. Yes, we have, but we learned, and we're trying not to do that again, right? The only way you lose is if you quit. And if you quit, you're a quitter. And the reason why you, I say that if you lose, um, you're a loser is because you've lost out on whatever opportunities that was. Like deadbeat dads that give up on their kids. They give hmm. them up. I adopted my son from something like that. Yeah. His dad was a loser because he quit on He's my son yeah, now. Yeah. right? I'm not going to quit. I'll never quit on my wife. I'll never quit on my kids. I'll learn. I'll give you an example. When my wife was pregnant with my daughter, when we had my daughter three days into it, having my, my daughter... My wife had me running around. I was tired. I wasn't thinking straight. My wife is a stay-at-home mom, and I love that. She's, she's the queen of my life. And I told her, hmm, why don't you go get it? Being a stay-at-home mom is not a real job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I don't know how that shit would go in England, but here, I'll tell you, to put me on the couch for a long time, Yeah. she didn't quit on yep. me, and I didn't quit on her, but I learned a valuable lesson. Yep. I never fucking said that again. Yeah, yeah. So life's about learning as long as you, you learn from your mistakes. Because they always say, man, listen, kids, SEAL teams, failure is not an option. Bullshit. Yeah. Failure is the only option if you're pushing yourself as hard as you can. You're going to fail. Yeah. Fail fast, fail hard, fail forward. Just get up faster. Get up faster. Yeah. I fail every day. If you're not failing, if you're not redlining, emotional discipline is red and blue and then you want to stay in the, the green. Yeah. If you're not bouncing back and forth, means you're not pushing yourself hard yeah. enough. It's okay to get pissed off, but you've got to get right back into your, your calm zone. It's okay to get shallow with people. You just got to come back. That's the key to it, right? And the more that people do this, especially the youth, because the youth is what's going to run this nation in years. It's not you and I. I'm 48 years old, man. I'm on my way yeah. out. You know? So my job is I'm going to train. I'm going to train. I'm going to teach. I'm going to educate my children to be the best versions of them they can be. They can make their own minds up and decisions, but they will have an overlapping field of fire of similarities with the way I expect them to be treated and the way they need to treat others. Yeah. And that's what I yeah. do. And that's, that's something that I really like, obviously, because I, I do take, uh, I, I, I look at a lot of the stuff you do on uh, social media, et cetera. And I, I, take, I take some of it, or quite a lot of it, um, with what I do normally, I, as I said before, pre-COVID, um now I'm, that w and l sort of exercise that's i'm going to use that that's a great one the w and the l yeah that. i tell you and, kid, and and because everybody's been programmed that way yeah i'm not saying it, i'm not saying it's wrong i'm saying it's not right yeah. it's not realistic yeah that's all i'm saying yeah. I, I don't i don't i refuse to lose yeah, yeah exactly um and for me like that is one of the, and you know, people, you know, there's people in the world who may say, you know, doctors are the best in the world, lawyers, uh, politicians, whatever it may be. But end of the day, we're all children first. And me, myself, and like you, like you say, what you do, working with children and making sure they have the best sort of uh, best opportunities they can have. Give mm -hmm. them makes them be able to make their own decisions when they get older, to to become a doctor, a lawyer, sports person, whatever it may be, and and I love that. I'm filming. Yeah, you. no, that's good. I love it. I love it. I'm filming. You. <laughs> Look at that. I'm filming the guy filming yeah. me. I want people to see that. That's what people do. Even though I'll get a copy of this, I like yeah. doing that live because I, I take notes. I love. Yeah, no, exactly. And and that, that's it, what man. I think is great about working with children. Like previous to work a sort of post uh, leaving the military and doing the job I do pre-COVID, you know, I was working, mm -hmm. I was working for a telecommunications company, like one of the biggest in the UK. So I used to go around people's uh, ho uh, houses and fit their phone lines. But as the saying goes, it was just the same shit, different day. And it was just repetitive and I hated it. And so I, I made that, I could have just sat there and thought, well, I was making a half decent money out of it. I thought, but as you say, money is, is the last thing on your mind. It's the last thing you should be worrying about. It, it, if, if you're doing shit right, I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, man. I mean, you know, you got to pay your bills and yes. And I don't want to sound like it's, uh, there's been many nights I've, or times I've lived paycheck to paycheck and yep. I've worried, but I've realized that when I worry about the materialistic things, it, 
it, it makes an impact on um, the realistic things, yeah. right? You have the materialistic and the realistic. Yeah. And the realistic is I could be broke as shit. My wife and daughter are still going to love me. I can fail. They're still going to yeah. love me. It's all about just surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. You know, like I said, people focus on the materialistic. They got to focus on the realistic. And being real is what's going to get you through life. And people, like I, I say this all the time, kids, people can see through bullshit. Yeah. They really can. I don't care. I know, I know you, a lot of kids might hear this. The best thing you can do is just be a genuine yep. human being. Like when people ask me something, I'm, I am political, but if I don't agree with something, I tell them I don't agree with something. If I don't understand something, I raise my hand and ask, yep. I'm not going to go through life with blinders on wondering what if I, you can't do that because this is what I'll tell you young, old, and your time could be up. I don't want to be the guy that literally drops of a heart attack. And the first thing I go is go, what? Yeah, yeah. No, whenever I leave the house, I always try to make sure I kiss my wife. You never no, know, you man. You know, so and, people take life for yeah, granted. Yeah, it is. And um, it's actually quite funny. You meant, well, not funny, but you, how you mentioned that. And then how, you know, when you leave the house, you know, you make sure you say, you know, say hello or goodbye to your children and give your wife a kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason, I don't know if you're aware, but the reason why my podcast is called Catch on the Flip Side. Uh, so when I was in Afghanistan, um, my best mate, uh, Dave, he went on his R&R uh, after, after coming back. He literally landed in the UK. And about five hours later, he went out for a couple of drinks with his mum and dad and literally went outside for a cigarette. Uh, two lads basically set upon him, punched him, knocked him out, hit his head on the floor, and he died like literally a week later in hospital. And, you know, and that was the last thing he ever said to me before, before he left Afghan, he said to me, catch on the flip side. So that's why, that's why I call my podcast catch on the flip side. And I use it quite a lot. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, that's the story. It's horrible. Yeah. The symbolism and the meaning of the, of the, yeah, I want to make sure yeah, I make yeah. that clear. Cause I don't want to, but that is just, wow. I mean, I, I got goosebumps yeah. all over me. I didn't know no, that. So that's, didn't. that's why I call it that. And, and obviously people all know now, and most people do know, but you know, it was, 2010 so it was you know it was 10 years ago um but it's you know it's something that i've always said i would make sure i remember him you know uh, on my wall on the on one of the sides over here i've got a picture of him um uh, in a frame with you know with our regimental belt and or regimental uh badges insignia and i know i always remember him so that's something i think you know like you say something you've got to take every day as it comes some and you know make sure you live the best of what you can um, and that, that go, yeah, just like I said, you know, you can't, you can't kill that no. past. You can only name it, claim it, yeah, tame it. Exactly. And carry his name on the way you're doing, you're doing everything oh. right, brother. So kudos awesome. to you, brother. Thank I mean, you very much. Um, no, so yes, sir. what I, I want to talk about now is something I'm quite, I'm very fascinated about. Um, now people won't know, well, a lot of, if people don't follow you, they won't, won't know this, but you're actually a part of Captain Phillips, weren't you? The film with Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with Tom he's one, and everybody. One of my yeah, favorite I, uh, actors. I'm the one that rescued Tom. At yeah, the yeah. End. He's yeah. one of my favorite. Good times. Tom's yeah, good people. He's one of my favorite films of all time. He's he's uh, he's uh, Forrest Gump. I love that film. So when I found out you were working alongside him in Captain Phillips, I was just like, I have to ask you about that. That must have been. To be fair, I think Tom Hanks is one of the best actors of the last sort of thirty years plus. He's amazing. You know, I fell into that yeah. role on accident too because when I I applied for mm. that role and I didn't get it, so I was an extra and I wasn't going to be an extra because I was a I was a shooting instructor making more mm. money, and I didn't know. But Kevin Spacey and Dana Brunetti were the executive okay. producers, and I got a call by a guy named Dana, and I didn't even know who he was, and he said, "Hey, we really like your look, we like your tattoos, we like your size. We we were told you make about six hundred and fifty dollars a day working." as a firearms instructor, I said, yeah, and I took off two weeks and um, I didn't get the part. So thank you. I'm just going to go on vacation. He goes, well, what if I gave you 700 a day for two weeks? <laughs> I'm talking, you know, so we went in there and I was supposed to be an extra and just so happened. I, I, I ran into Dana again at the time I had a, a HSE 2006 Range Rover and he had a brand new one. I could tell he had money, but it said, said Dana Brunetti. I had no clue who he was. But we had all these, con- like he was going to have a daughter. My daughter was young at the time. Um, he had a 69 original Mustang, 
which is worth astronomical amounts of money. I had a 70 Bronco. So anyway, the guy that was supposed to have the part that I did, the ferry broke down and he couldn't make it. And we just started talking. He's like, hey, you know, Ray, right? Cash. I said, yeah. He goes, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go down to wardrobe and just put on your little SEAL uniform, your little SEAL outfit, and I want you to come back up. And I was like, what? My what? He goes, you know, your, your costume. I'm like, I wear camis. I don't wear, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, good, good, good. So I'm like, you just want me to walk down. I said, he goes, yeah, just tell him Dana sent you. I'm like, Dana. Dana Brunetti. Okay, who's Dana Brunetti? He goes, I'm the executive producer of the film with Kevin Spacey. I'm like, I had no clue, buddy. Sure, I'll go do it. So I walk down. I put on the camis. I walk back up. There's a crowd of people gather around. And he's like, come here. I want you to meet somebody. I said, okay. Swear to God. And Tom Hanks is always eating. I call him tapeworm. He eats all. He eats more chicken wings than anybody yeah. I've ever met in my life. And he was eating something. And they were like, they move everybody the way. And they're like, hey, Tom, this is Ray. And he goes, hey, you know, I'm Tom Hanks. I looked at him. Like, no <laughs> and he just laughed. And anyway... He wanted to go over. When you film a movie, you film out of sequence. I didn't know that first movie I've ever done. I did TV shows, but so you can film during a day and it looks like night and all this stuff. And they're like, "Here's the scene," blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Okay." So they're like, "Okay, why don't you and Tom go over here and talk?" I was like, "What?" So we go over there and Tom's like, "Okay, what do you do?" I said, "I do this, 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 this." And he goes, "Okay, right, cash." Yeah, I'm like, "Yes, sir." He goes, "Stop. Just call me Tom." I don't know what to do. So you leave and I'll follow. I was like, okay. So they literally put us on this, on a boat on the side of a boat and they hover it down, but we're not in the water and it looks like we are. And they're like, and action. And I do, I did all these lines. Are you okay? Are you okay? And you got a little piece of it. And I sweep and I do all this stuff. They got these two cameras in her face and cut. So over with, I sit down and I'm like, holy fuck. And you know, they start talking and Tom's like, what you think? I'm like, super intimidating. He goes, how do you think I felt being with you? And I was like, wow. Well, anyway, they go and talk, you know, and they look like a huddle and they look up at me and they're doing this shit. I'm sitting there like, oh my God, I'm going to get thrown off the thing. And a couple of the other seals are walking up, the yeah. real seals and going, what the fuck? I'm like, I don't know. And then some guy grabs me and he goes, hey, you now have a role in the picture and you have, a, we need to get you in with SAG. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. And Tom just looks at me and goes, it's good. It's good. So, you know, the paychecks were covered. But we had a yeah. good time, you know. We uh, met him, great friends with Max Martini. Um, I still keep in touch with Max. I, I, I talk to Tom once yep. in the blue moon, but not as yep. much as I used to. But yeah, great, great oh, guy. That's great awesome. Guy. That, that must be. My wife oh, loved yeah. him too. My wife got to meet him. She got all done up. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck? yeah she, she had she had the hots for Max that's Martini. Awesome. Um, now, obviously, you've done a lot over the years. Like it's quite, it's well, really impressive. Um, is there anything that from now sort of you want to do in the future that you've not ever done before or something you've been planning that you can tell? Well, I do. I might have another show in the works, which I'm really excited about, but I can't talk about it. But uh, the only thing I want to do, and I know, let me, let me finish before I do this uh, is I want to make an astronomical amount of money so I can help an astronomical amount of people. That's, that's, that's it. Like people are like, that's, that's it. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Like Pedro's cool. And you want to help, you want to help a million people or he goes, you want to make a million dollars, help yep. a million people. Well, I want to help millions of people. So I want to make millions of dollars and guess what I'm gonna do with that money. Me, I know what we need to live off of. It ain't nowhere yep. near that. My kids got what they'll take and, and I'm just going to help, you know, uh, who knows, give back. Uh, maybe, you know, my wife, we lost my, my mother-in-law due to breast mm-hmm. cancer. So we do a lot of time with that. My wife does a lot of charity work. I don't know. You know, I'd like to create, my goal would be to create a really cool youth program. Um, we're kind of doing that now, but more like a boot camp style where I take kids yeah. that are troubled, you know, with other skills yeah. and stuff, take them in the middle of the nowhere, not filmed, but, and just change yeah. their yeah. lives, right? Like, listen, you're either going to do that, or you're going to jail. So, and for nothing, I don't want to yeah. get paid for it. I want to make enough money where I can do this and just help people. I love helping people, man. It's just, I used to hurt people yeah. all the time. Yeah. And now I really enjoy like Bejo said, you're really good at that, but I don't think that's your real yeah. calling. I think your real calling is yeah. helping people, and he's right. That's why he's my mentor and my best yeah, friend. Yeah, my best absolutely. Friends. And that's the same for myself uh, with with the shirt I'm wearing now. Uh, this is a charity that I do a lot of work with. Um, it's called Scotty's Little Soldiers, uh, and they help. Uh, it's a British charity who help uh, children mm-hmm. who've lost parents in war. 
So obviously going back to my friend, it's, it was absolutely perfect because he, when he died, he had an 18 month old uh, child at the time and oh, uh, he'd man. recently got uh, married. So, you know, so I thought the best thing to do is obviously help others that have gone through the same thing. Cause as you say, you've been through it yourself, you know, you using, uh, sorry, losing a parent at a young age can't be, can't be good for you. And obviously I, I like to talk a lot about mental health on, on my pro on my shows. Uh, cause I use a lot of sport and outdoor education. So that's what I normally do to help children. Cause I think if you, you're out there doing a lot of sort of sport, any sort of sport, any sort of adventure. Now mm. people may think, oh, adventures like climbing a mountain or whatever it may be, but adventure for someone could be just walking the dog, you know, it doesn't have to be climbing yes. a mountain or, you know, going wherever in the Amazon, you know, and I always say that to children, like, just get out, get, you know, make sure your mind's free and fresh. Because otherwise, you'll just start stewing. And as you mentioned earlier about kids who sit on the video games all day and all night, that can't be good for you. Don't get me wrong. There's, you know, if you're on it a little bit, you know, there's, there's everything is in proportion. You know, you can't have, be, you know, you can't be on the computers all the time because that, that just isn't going to sit well in the head, but I believe I, yeah, yeah I believe I being out, you know, out on, out in the, in the, uh, especially where I live in the UK, you know, I live in a part where there's a lot of national parks. Uh, so there's a lot of greenery, so you can go out and walk and within, you know, less than an hour's drive, there's, there's some of the best sort of locations to go walking and climbing or whatever mm -hmm. it may be in the whole country. So I, I think that's something that kids should always be doing. Um, and again, it's just a generation we live in where kids are just sat on computers or sat on the PlayStation or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's a lot of rubbish. And that's something I like to do when I'm doing my outdoor education job is to try and get kids to realize that even though everyone else is doing it, because that is, again, it's just the way we live. That the generation we live in is, you know, social media and, youtube you know all that kind of thing um but it's again it's just to help people realize that everything is not all about sitting on a computer game at the end of the day sitting on a computer game isn't gonna help you really in, in life um now the last thing i just want to ask you uh right is something i've asked i asked everyone um is basically if you could give uh, let's say three tips to live a better and healthier life or just a generally more happier life what what would you what would you say to them well this is a non-political response that's yep. why i wear the shirt nobody cares yep. work hard and this is yep. what i'm going to tell you uh, the best advice i can give you is is nobody's going to believe in you like you believe in yourself so it all has to start with you um, if you want to be successful focus on looking in the mirror and being the successor of you, right? Uh, instead of, you know, wanting, because the world wants, you need, the world needs, you need to figure out yep. what works for you. And, you know, I swear by this, hard work pays off, guys. Time plus effort equals results. The best advice I can give young and, and old people is no matter what you're doing, just work hard. Yep. You've got more. You've Everybody has got more in them. Um, a lot of people just go through life with blinders on because they're not happy. And this is what I tell you, if you're not happy with what you're doing, then you need to figure out what's yep. going to make you happy. That's it. And then people go, well, what kind of advice is that? Well, I'll tell you the longest time I hurt people. It took someone like Bedros cooling to teach me that I could help people. I'm making more money. I'm happier. I don't, I, I don't deal with all the demons I used to have and I still work my ass off. You know, I mean, I made $24,000. And yep. the day's not even over. It's, you know, great, right? I mean, doing this crap, it's great, but it no. doesn't come easy. You know, if you want something, you need to establish a, a game plan yeah. and go get it. And don't take no for an answer. It, listen to me. Don't, it's okay to fail. It's okay to, to learn. Just don't yeah. quit. Just don't quit, right? I don't believe, I tell people, don't have yeah. a plan B. Like, right? That makes no sense. What, what happens, right? If you didn't make it through Navy SEAL. I don't know. Yep. I yep. had no plan. I had contingencies for a, if I broke my leg, if I, yep. nope, 
I, I believe that once you figure out what your destiny is or what that destiny is that time, you just need to attack yep. the hill. That's why I live by attack the hill. Go after it with everything you have, man. Give it all you got. I mean, there, it's okay to run and puke. It's okay to be so scared you, you shouldn't yeah, yeah, yourself. Yeah. I'm serious. It is. It's okay. That yeah, means exactly, you're alive. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's okay. And you are alive and you're here for a reason. Your goal, the advice I have is start right now to try to figure out what your purpose is for. Don't ask other people yeah. what your purpose is. Internal. It is. It's internal dialect. It's internal motivation. It's the internal that's, drive. That's amazing. Uh, Ray, I just want to say thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, it's been absolutely great to chat to you. Uh, and and, it, and especially it, from where you come from and your background, it's it's something that I hopefully a lot of people will be able to take a lot from that and just take it away with them. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I, 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 yeah. I know I will. Thank you so um, much. As I say, uh, I, I, I'll be I'll be making sure that people uh, find out more about you. So what I'll do is I'll put it obviously all the links in the description, etc. Um, and I'll make sure that everyone knows where to find you and what what you've been up to on on the old social media. And for myself, again, if you want to catch me uh, on social media, you, you know where to find me. Um, if you if I don't catch you soon. And I'll catch you on the flip side.